Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hey, Coxie. Hey, Was. Hey, Don. All right. You okay? I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm fine. Mm, good. Okay. What are we doing today? We're seeing if each other's okay. Is that what yeah, we're doing? Okay. Yeah, don't we have some work and stuff to do? Yeah, just heaps of stuff, just the usual. Oh, I'm busy. Got bricks to move and... Oh, yeah, flat out. I could lose a drinking. Bricks to move. <laughs> when was the last time you moved bricks, Coxie? Just a couple of weeks ago, actually. That's oh, why there you go. Obviously, the memory is still raw. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> How are you, listeners? Are you okay? Are you okay today on Are You Okay Day? In case you didn't know, there is a national day called Are You Okay Day? And it is today. It is today. Thursday, the 10th of September. And Are You Okay Day is about, well, I guess traditionally it's been about checking in with our mates, quote unquote. You couldn't see me doing the little air quotes, listeners. Um, with my tweety fingers, but it's about checking in with your mates, your girlfriends, your colleagues, your co-workers, maybe even your boss, and seeing if they're okay. They don't have to be not okay for you to ask them if they're okay, but it's good to check in and ask people if they're okay, okay? Okie dokie. Okay. <laughs> so we'll probably say okay a few more times in this episode, well I will, but Today, we don't just want to talk about that whole thing of checking in and saying, are you okay? We want to talk about, which I think we have before, but not enough, as is often the case with these issues, of, are you okay? And someone says, (laughs) heaven forbid, they say, actually, I'm pretty shit. Yeah, that's challenging. (laughs) And the silence just then was pretty indicative of what happens. Of uh, we say that and people go actually I'm I'm doing it pretty tough at the moment was ah oh. that's, right that's a typical answer because it takes a it takes us a moment to process what's being said and then b we don't have a canned response for you know I'm not doing so well we've got a canned response for are you okay yeah I'm fine or mm. we've got a response for when they say they're fine but we rarely have a response prepared for when somebody says no actually I'm doing a bit shit. It seems to be the usual dynamic here is someone asks if you're okay and they give the fob off. It's like, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Or I'm not too bad. Or I'm all right. And then the the asker who who asked, are you okay in the first place, is like, oh, phew, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's so often the case. Yeah, I can just get on with my day. I did my good deed. Yeah. On my merry way. And it was interesting, recently um, my father passed away last month and uh, a few people close to me, including you, Coxie, know how significant an event that was mm-hmm. um, and some of the fairly unique circumstances <laughs> surrounding my father's passing. Um, 
And it was just interesting for me to observe how people checked in. Well, who checked in in the first place? Yes. Um, and who didn't? Yes. And and then the methods people had for doing that. Um, and I, I've been chatting with a few people about this um, in terms of when someone suffers grief or loss or stress or whatever. Uh, generally speaking, I found people were pretty willing to say sorry for your loss, mm-hmm. um, which is the standard thing that we say to somebody when they've lost a loved one or, you know, mm-hmm. suffered some sort of great loss like that. We say sorry. And I thought, why are you sorry? Why, why are you sorry for my loss? And I know it's a traditional thing to say and I get where it comes from, but it doesn't really open the door for anything else. It's like just this expounding of, hey, I'm really sorry for your loss, mate. I'm like, oh, thanks for your thoughts. And that's the end of the conversation. I think that's the point. I think the point you're trying to get to or you're driving to here is the similarity between the two sentiments. It's they're closed-ended questions. We're not inviting a conversation. Exactly, Coxie. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for making that very clear for our listeners. How are you, listeners? (laughs) Are you keeping up with the great grey shark? How are you, Tom? Anyway, I haven't spoken to you for a while, mate. Are you okay? So... uh, it is though. It's got this full stop on the end and it really, it's almost a safe way of asking without actually asking and leaving the door mostly shut. And I don't think people do it because they don't want to help. I think largely we're just ill-equipped to handle what's next. And there was a few people that asked me a question after that. Really sorry for your loss, mate. How are you going with it all? Yeah. And I said, well, have you got a couple of hours, mate? (laughs) (laughs) And a box of Kleenex. Uh, But they opened the door to a conversation. And, you know, they were brave enough or they cared enough to actually say, how are you going with it all was? Mm. And then they shut the hell up and waited till I spoke. And there was even a smaller group of people where I still largely did the fob off and said, yeah, look, you know, it's pretty tough time. It's it's challenging with COVID and all that stuff, but, you know, I'm doing all right. And there was that little silence where they were going, yeah, no, I think you're full of shit, was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. So how about this? Or how are you dealing with that? Or like there was another poke. Yeah. And generally that was enough for me to go, okay, this person really does want to listen. They are here for the sticky bits and so I'm willing to open up and, and tell them how it is like well here's how it is um, and that's a very small number of people in my life and I think Coxie that that is so sadly representative of the way we support those around us or don't support them and again I'm not having a chop at any of you who have struggled with this because it's bloody uncomfortable to ask someone, are you okay? They go, yeah, I'm fine. And you're sitting there going, I don't think you are, mate. But I don't know how to say that. Now, I'm ballsy enough to actually just say that to people. It's like, yeah, I think you're full of shit. Mm. I don't reckon you're okay. You want to tell me a bit about that? <laughs> and the worst thing that could happen is they go, um, you're right, was, Mate, I'm actually fine. I just won lotto and... You know, bought myself my dream boat and uh, I've sold my business for five million bucks. I'm good, man. 
Are you okay? Really <laughs> <Apparently> not. <laughs> yeah, no one's okay in my world. So I, I think um, for those of you listening that have heard all this before, or at least you think you have, the point of Are You Okay Day more now than ever before is about those of us asking that question probably asking the two or three follow-up questions just to make sure we do justice to the the intent of today. Can we talk about what some of those follow-up questions might be? Let's make why, don't, why don't you share some of the follow-up questions you've asked me over the last four weeks, Coxie? <laughs> I, I don't think I asked very many follow-ups. I just call bullshit most of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But generally when we're talking about people close to us, we know some of what they're – we've observed some of their triggers over the time. So it can be as gentle as uh, they might share a bit of an experience as you do, you know, talking about your weekend. I don't know how many conversations you and I have had about our weekends. We do it every Monday. You and I have really close and we've spent a lot of time together in the past two years and we really understand one another's triggers. We don't work side by side like tradies do with their mates on the construction sites. So I imagine they pick up those triggers even quicker, Mm. but I can tell when we have certain conversations that it's important that I give you a bit of a dig. And how was that for you, Warwick? That's one of my fine. <laughs> Well, I actually think that might have been a little bit challenging. When I've been in a, in a situation like that, this is how that felt. What was it like for you? Mm-hmm. And yes, it might be that you get it's a fine or I'm, I'm all right or everything's okay. But because you know those triggers, you're able to turn around and say, well, actually, I reckon you would have found that a bit challenging. Can we talk about that a bit? Mm. And here's a great point to make too. If you're constantly getting a block, you're coming to the T intersection every single time, there's nowhere to turn with the questions they don't want to answer, they may just not be ready to talk. But by asking a few critical backup questions, you're letting them know that you are actually there. And like Warwick was saying before, you do care enough to hear what the answer is when they're ready. Not everyone's going to be ready to talk when we're asking the questions, but keep persisting so they know that you are there when they're ready. So some other questions can be, what's wrong with saying something like, Tom, I noticed you've been looking really down the last couple of days. Is everything okay? Or how about we were to say, how about we had a normal conversation about our weekend? How was your weekend worry? And you'd say to me, oh yeah, it was all right. And I might know that normally you'd tell me a little bit about what you actually did on the weekend. I'd be asking some extra questions. Hey, what's it's going those, on, Warwick? Normally you tell me what was happening on the weekend. You haven't said much today. What's yeah, happening? those those changes in behaviour or changes in conversational patterns, I think most of us notice them. Not all of us notice consciously and go, huh, well, it seems a bit quieter than normal today. Wouldn't that be a blessing for you all? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's not letting those things slip on by. Mm-hmm. And actually devoting the time or, or making it important enough because there's, there's a lot of talk about mental health and supporting our mates and, you know, even all the way to suicide prevention. I mean, it doesn't have to be that catastrophic. I think there's, there's um, a real issue there, of course. And I still feel like there's a bigger issue just with people's general state of mental health um, or mental fitness or mental well-being, whatever you want to call it. Um, There's, particularly at the moment with COVID, there are a lot of people that are not okay 
but they're not willing to let anybody know because, you know, I talked about my, my dad's passing before. I mean, showing emotions was a sign of weakness in my household. And you didn't get upset. You didn't, you didn't show fear or doubt or anything else because that was weak. And if you showed weakness, the world would come and crush you. So I've actually been unraveling a whole lot of that over the last, well, 10 years, but uh, certainly the last four weeks. So, yeah, I, I think it's even harder now, Coxie, to get people to talk. And we've had our physical proximity removed from us by the wonderful authorities uh, with all this social distancing BS. So it's even harder to actually notice those changes and, and changes in relationships. So I think for any of you who give us stuff about the people around you, whether it's your loved ones or just your colleagues or employees, most mm. employers I know actually care about their employees despite all of the, the um, thoughts to the contrary online, I guess. Coxie, I'm rambling. Um, no, no, you're failing it. <laughs> you, you're going to have to actually do a better job of poking your nose in. And you know what? I wish more people would poke their nose into other people's business in a positive way like this yes. on a day like today, Are You Okay Day, than all the other nose poking that goes on and the virtue signaling and all the other crap we have online. If if people diverted that energy, it's turning into a Randy episode. <laughs> <laughs> if people diverted that energy, the trolling, hating, criticism, into actually checking in with people online and seeing someone's comment. Imagine if you saw someone's snide comment on a post on the, on the OP and having a chop at them because they asked a dumb question in a group about, I don't know, how to smoke meat slowly in a slow roasters group on Facebook. Just, you know, a friend of mine is in one that he told me this story. And <laughs> someone asked a question that's pretty basic. And, and then you get these people going... Oh, mate, if you don't know that, you know, you're a moron or perhaps you should go back and read your books about, you know, mathematics or, well, like, it's like, oh, they're learning. What if yeah. you said, hey, man, um, here's some information, but the person who did the hating post, imagine if someone said, hey, hateful person, are you okay? Problem is you lose context because they'd fire back and go, F you, Jack. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's a fair question. Either way, it's a good call, is it not? Yes. There's a reason why they're exploding in such a nasty fashion. Yes. Maybe they're unwell. Maybe they need a vent. Yes. So I think it's just, you know, it requires us to stop and take a breath and, and choose a path perhaps of compassion and being willing to listen mm. rather than just jumping to conclusions and thinking that someone's just angry or miserable or a tightwad or, you know, the number of complaints we hear in the group about customers. And I think sometimes I wonder what's going on for that customer though. Yes. Exactly. I wonder why they're, they're reacting that way or why they're being so fearful or critical or aggressive. Mm. Maybe no one stopped and said, hey, mate, are you okay? Yeah, it's a good point you raise. And this isn't just, you know, we talk about this quite broadly because this is a subject that, infiltrates every part of our lives and we have the opportunity many times a day to have bigger conversations with the people around us and I think we get so bogged down with being busy or busyness the b word that we don't allow here at Tradies in Business mm. uh, that we forget that we're human and those around us are human and we all suffer from the same um, conditions in life i.e. stress, busyness, overwhelm, um, sadness, unhappiness, all of those not so pleasant feelings 
And when they come one upon another over and over, it can be really difficult to pull out of that no matter how uh, mentally fit or well you would ordinarily be. Mm. Times like this is a really good reflection of that. We've got some amazing members who have struggled over the last six months because they're just being dealt blow after blow after blow. And we've been blessed enough to be in a position to have some conversations with them. But I'm now seeing in our group some bigger conversations happening. It's not just us with our members, it's our members together. Mm. Understanding that, you know what, this is a really tough time. I need to take some time out of my day to hear you so that you can feel valid about what your issue is. Therefore, you are able to then move through to a solution rather than being stuck. Mm. And for us, and when I say us, I mean all of us listeners, you too, you can be having those conversations every day. It just takes a moment of your time to actually listen and hear what somebody has to say, share in their discomfort, share in their passion, share in their happiness, their joy or their sadness and frustration. You have an opportunity to be there for that, contribute to the conversation, make the person feel valid. And that can be life-changing for them in a very small way from you can really change the path or the direction that they're on. So our big, I guess, challenge to you all today is please don't just ask are you okay be prepared to ask some bigger questions and hang around for the conversation that comes after and do it again next week and the one after and every single time you're presented with the opportunity understand that's actually a blessing and take that opportunity Mm. and i suppose to put a bit of a bow on this coxie there is a website and it is are you okay? Just the letters, are you okay? Dot org, dot au. And there are actually some questions on there. Um, it, oh, is, cool. it is the, uh, the focus for are you okay uh, this year of the, the badge that they've got on here. There's more to say after are you okay? Oh, and I like it. Some of the questions on their homepage is um, what you're going through isn't easy. It's good we can talk about it. Um, that's tough. Keep talking. I'm listening. Um, or the one that I like here is, have you been feeling this way for a while? That's a good one, isn't it? Um, and, you know, there's suggestions here about checking in with them again next week with the person that you've asked mm-hmm. and, and not just doing as is generally the case um, with, you know, my father's situation and many of, of us have lost loved ones where we get the outpouring of support for a day or two after and then crickets. Mm. And that's okay. We're all busy. Life moves on. But um, four weeks later, I have some people still checking in with me, mm. and I'm I'm fine. I'm great. You know, I'm I'm uh, back into life, and there will will always be sadness around that event. But it's actually really nice to know that some people think about it more than just when they see it posted on social media. Mm. Um, and I think that's really important when you ask someone who's not okay that you stay there and support them for a week, a month, three months, and check in with them. It could be a, a Facebook messenger um, yeah. text, an SMS, you know, whatever your chosen medium is, but just, just a little poke. And the fact that they know that you're thinking of them enough to ask them again is often enough to help someone move toward you or to take some action or to open up a little more. So it's that follow-up mm. that's really, really important. So areyouok.org.au. There's some fantastic resources there. 
um, how to ask. There's news and events you can host, uh, more information about the day itself. Um, if you're a part of our community, then um, you can always ask Coxie and I for help. And uh, you can ask fellow members for support. Um, we try and keep an eye out on people. We actually, you and I messaged someone recently just off a post we saw them make on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And we got in touch with them privately just to check in and see if they're okay. Um, because it was not their usual behavior online. So um, perhaps just be extra vigilant today and, and um, for the next week or so. And just keep an eye on the people around you and just notice if, uh, if anything's changed for them. And um, have the courage to stand by them. Please remember it's a blessing that somebody trusts you enough to share what's happening in their lives. I don't believe anybody in our community would ever react negatively or have um, a laugh at somebody's expense. But it is worth bearing in mind that that piece of information that you're gifted with is exactly that, a gift, something to be treasured, shared and heard, validated, make them feel like they're not alone by hearing what they have to say. And maybe one final thought, Coxie, for all the blokes listening to this, when someone shares some information with you, just remember you don't necessarily have to fix it right now. Oftentimes it's good enough just to listen because uh, there's a great adage around this that I learned from a life coach many years ago that I did some work with. Um, healing is listening. Mm -hmm. And for the person who's maybe doing it tough, listening to themselves speak can be very healing for them. And all you have to do as the asker is to sit and just create that space for them to talk it out. And often... And you probably have experienced this yourself, listeners. When you've talked about a problem to somebody else, it suddenly feels a lot less scary mm. and you can deal with it a lot more. So if you're asking someone, are you okay? And they say, no, I'm not actually. Blah, 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 um, resist the urge to try and give them solutions. Say, right, well, what we need to do is this. Because <laughs> often that'll just make them feel worse. It's probably the hardest part of listening, I think, is not finding a solution. <laughs> Yes, I do struggle with that one, Coxie. So my solution is to stop talking, uh, give you the website again, ruok.org.au, or uh, if you're on Facebook, find us at Tradies in Business, um, public page, there's a group. Uh, you can hit our website as well, tradiesinbusiness.com.au, and um, yeah, get on board and uh, get the ears working. Thanks for listening. Hooray. Hey, You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.